Before we start, we want to let you know we've launched a Patreon page where supporters can receive perks like bonus episodes and exclusive content. Because Pop Fiction Women is our passion project, a place where we give women space to show up and offer in-depth analysis in the ways we're used to hearing about male creators and their characters. We delve into creativity and psychology with a dash of astrology, and we have so much fun doing it. Just two friends breaking down books, movies, and shows like Normal People, Fleabag, and I May Destroy You. Every single aspect of this podcast we do ourselves, from the preparation to the recording, from the editing to the social media promotion. So we're adding a Patreon platform because we want to keep making the show you love and hopefully expand it even further. So please consider becoming one of our most complicated fans and contributing on Patreon. To learn more, go to patreon.com forward slash pop fiction women. This is Pop Fiction Women. I'm Corinne. I'm Kate. And we're complicated. Blunt. Total boss. But sometimes a mess. Opinionated. But never boring. And in this podcast, we're discussing the complicated women of the best books, TV, and movies. Along with the complicated women behind the scenes. Warning, lots of spoilers ahead. So come back when you're done. Hurry up, it's starting. Very special episode today. Taylor Swift's Folklore and The Chicks' new album. Formerly Dixie Chicks, yes. Yes. So my notes are calling this Taylor and the Chicks. I yes. feel like that's the name of a new band oh, right there. Oh my gosh. Maybe because I'm thinking of Daisy Jones and the Six. Yes. So like Taylor and the Chicks. Oh, I don't Taylor know. Swift and the Chicks. It's yes. Daisy Jones and the Six, Taylor Swift and the Chicks. Let's make it happen. Yes. I, I love, love it. I love this. It, although it kind of already has happened. They've sung together. So you're right. It has happened. And that was on Lover. Yes, the song Soon You'll Get Better. Yes. Okay, but so aside from that, we really were so shocked by Taylor Swift's announcement that she was dropping an album out of nowhere in the middle of quarantine. Most of the things I had planned this summer didn't end up happening, but there is something I hadn't planned on that did happen. And that thing is my eighth studio album, Folklore. Surprise. Yeah. I mean, that's an understatement of the year. Surprise. Yes. Given that any album she puts out usually has such a long lead Mm -hmm. and fanfare and little clues and the rollout is so orchestrated that Mm -hmm. this is completely shocking to anyone who's a fan. That's right. Because not only was she announcing that she had done it, she was announcing it was dropping at midnight. <laughs> yes. And it's only been less than a year, 11 yeah. months since her yes. last one, which for her is unprecedented. It is. That's that right. That kind of turnaround. So That's right. Yes. It was a big, big news. Big news. So we jumped on it, obviously, being Taylor Swift fans. And somewhere, I don't know, I just called you and I was like, look, let's do an episode on this and let's add the chicks we'd already been obsessing over the chicks album mm-hmm. I mean, from the minute gaslighter came out i've mm-hmm. been playing that I, I think i said to you i've already we've done two social media posts on it i'm like i'm not even sure you know if, if people even care or if they're like why is she why do they keep posting about music but i'm like that's how strongly i felt about 
their album too. So, but it's perfect, right? I mean, we've talked about this. This is they're female storytellers. Yes, both of them, uh, both the chicks and Taylor Swift, and that's what we talk about on exactly, exactly. Sometimes you know, it's the show has taken the form of books, TV shows, and movies, mostly because we can't include everything that there was out there. But you and I are both huge music fans we did Mm -hmm. taylor swift's miss americana documentary so Mm -hmm. this is not a huge leap but like you're saying what we really want to talk about is stories by women that center women that are created by women that show the depth and breadth of what women are because they were not one thing and so that's what that's what this entire podcast wants to encapsulate but these are now two albums that have come out and they are two albums that we are obsessed with even before we heard taylor swift's album i mean we're huge fans anyway we listened but but her post yeah you and i both commented that she said you know uh, before this year, I probably would have overthought when to release this music at the perfect time. She said, but the times we're living in keep reminding me that nothing is guaranteed. My gut is telling me that if you make something you love, you should just put it out into the world. Mm. And on that basis alone, we were like, uh, oh my God, right? Because yes. how much have we talked about ourselves uh, on the podcast and yes. with authors about following your gut and your energy yes. and just letting that guide you. And then when, when she said that in her post, I was yeah. like, oh, Taylor, you, you're, you're talking right to us right now. I mean, you know, these two albums, they're maybe not representative of everyone out there, but they are another aspect of women storytellers putting themselves front and center doing the work speaking their mind and mm-hmm. that's something for us to celebrate absolutely right absolutely yeah and speaking oh. their mind i think is mm-hmm. key i mean yes that's you know taylor swift has always been a huge fan of the chicks i mean they both started in country music but they both distanced themselves for it from it for different reasons but even on miss americana like you said we did cover that on the podcast Taylor Swift says that throughout her, when she was sort of debating on there about getting into politics and speaking right, out right. and using her voice, and she was getting a lot of feedback, negative feedback from her handlers and her dad yep. and her, her label. Yep. And, mm-hmm. and everybody kept saying, she says on there, she kept saying, don't be like the Dixie Chicks. Yeah. And for her, that was such a huge blow. She said, because I loved the Dixie Chicks, right. she said. So... You know, for people to be telling me don't be like them when in fact that's exactly what she felt she needed to do at that time. And and even though theirs was sort of a cautionary tale, she decided it was more important for her to speak out. And in that time it was about, you know, a senator that was running from her state mm-hmm, or whatever. But right. yeah, so the, the and then their documentary, Shut Up and Sing, is yes. fantastic too, by the way. But but you know, I think they were real role models for yeah. for Taylor Swift, um, and I love that aspect too. That it was sort of the next generation uh, looking up to you know who were her idols and saying you know I am going to use my voice. Yes. Um, they did it, and and so you know I think she thought we were in a different time now. I don't think she you we know just... than, than when the Dixie Chicks did that sure. in two thousand three. But still, I mean, like you saw, yeah, but on it's the not documentary, so it, yeah, it's yeah, not it's that still different. scary. <laughs> It's not. It yeah. was still scary, and people were still telling people who cared about her and loved her. They yeah. were. 
they legit were like, if you do Pretty this, much shut up and sing. Yes, yeah, shut up and sing. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. she didn't. And and we that's love why we love it exactly. yeah yeah there's we love it so both of these albums also i felt like had really strong now if lover came out yesterday i don't think i would have called you and said do you think we should do this i mm-hmm. the this album and the chicks album both feel like such strong albums of redemption mm-hmm. right and yeah, yeah. and rebirth and yeah. although there is definitely some element of revenge it's really something beyond revenge even in both of them and we're going to talk plenty about Natalie Maines later on and and what she has to say about her ex and and that relationship but it is they do still speak to things so much bigger than revenge again rebirth redemption I mean Taylor Swift everything I said in the Miss Americana documentary episode she shot to hell with this album right (laughs) right totally yes I was like she's a little lost in the documentary she's not Uh really sure she's still grappling with her voice and and here it is I mean she found it right and I feel like literally and figuratively it's a very stripped down album her vocals are really on display which right. she's been criticized for in the past, I feel like. You know, the people a lot if there if there are critics and there always are. Yes. It's not it's there it's never really about her songwriting. I mean, that's pretty flawless yeah. always. But it's, yeah. you know, well, her voice is okay, it's not that strong, you know. Or Oof. on a lot of the prior albums, there's more radio friendly kind mm-hmm. of pop and things mm-hmm. like that. And this is completely stripped down. Yeah. And and now you really do see her voice on full display and it's it's amazing it is so strong and beautiful oh my gosh Uh, yeah and right it's just less produced you know oh completely it's really stripped down and sort of a folk modern folk songs you know yes so the album is being characterized as alternative yeah or indie folk Yeah, Yeah. yeah yeah something different from her previous genres of country and then pop this is yet another and i mean it's killing it i don't know if you saw this was just released according to spotify it's the biggest debut for a female artist 80 80.6 million streams of the album in its very first day oh my god the only album that has been bigger to date is drake's album scorpion which had 132 million streams in its first 24 hours and by comparison, so, so Taylor Swift's number one female or number two out of anyone. So that those both are amazing statistics. And by comparison, Lover received only 55 million streams during its first day just wow. a year ago. And she, 80 million this time around. I mean... So do you think, like, because Lover, she... she put out that Brandon Urie song me first Mm -hmm. right wasn't that the first one it was I think what happens is even with reputation what was that first one she leaked it was very dark Uh, about look what what you made me do do. sometimes those first ones that she puts out I personally don't always think are representative of the rest of the album and she turns people off people like oh I hate that song well but she's always done that I mean shake it off was the first one in 1989 it's the only song I hate from 1989 I know but maybe because this nobody knew what yes was out there yet so that 
that might have helped too. Maybe. But look at those. Think about it. But right, that's those thirty first million. singles. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and they're so different than this. I mean, yes, it's just it's it's amazing. Yes. Um, so generally, you want to talk about the album generally? It's we have already talked a little bit about. It's very beautiful. I I've said it's very ethereal, like very yes. right. But but it's not superficial. It's just kind of very dreamy, but also it, it, dreamy is sweet, but also kind of nightmarish. It's got a lot of yes. references to ghosts and death and haunting. Yes, right. And madness. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Madness. It, yeah. I what struck me is that normally, also I think a lot more of her songs are autobiographical. There mm-hmm. are some here, but here she even says in that those. I don't know if it's a prologue or her yep. liner notes. Like yep. she, she kind of put out a description, if you will, of yes. it. But it was, it was her telling other people's stories now too. Yeah. I felt like it was almost like a collection of short stories. Mm, like yes, yes, right. Which like, hers always sort of are. But you're right. No, it did feel much more outside of herself fiction. Then, yes, like yeah. writing stories, like protagonists, and that's why yes. I do think this is so like on point for oh, us too. I um, know. Yes. She says, I think the prologue says, "In isolation, my imagination has run wild." Yes. And this album is the result—a collection of songs and stories that flowed like a stream of consciousness. Picking up a pen was my way of escaping into fantasy, history, and memory. Mm-hmm. And that's it's, that. and then. I think it goes on. I don't have the whole thing here, but where she says, and that's where the title folklore comes from, because that's it. Folklore is stories, stories handed down, right, and she right. hopes that these stories, these songs, she's like, I've given them to you now, and it's up to you to pass them down, which yes. I thought was so awesome. Yes, I love that. I had not seen that until you pointed it out to me. I <laughs> instead, a friend of mine had texted me when the album came out and was like. Taylor Swift wrote an entire album during quarantine and I can't finish like a, a puzzle. Exactly. <laughs> and then the, oh the like God. comment underneath it was, you need to calm down, like using yeah. Taylor's <laughs> words at, back at her. But it is, it's funny and, it, and interesting also, Rebecca Searle was just doing an Instagram story saying how she finished the draft of a new novel in March and April. And some people, and I happen to be one of them, really turned to writing fantasy, imagination, all of these words as a way of grounding and making us feel, I can speak for myself, feel more secure in a time when the outside world felt very scary, very dangerous, very uncertain at best. Mm -hmm. So I, I was one of those people and I had been on a really terrible dry streak for writing I hadn't written in four months which was just shocking to me and I'm not sure I realized it until I started writing again and I think I've probably written every day since we since yeah. lockdown so yeah and I, and it's my, cathartic yeah I mean. and my imagination is just there and all of it is activated and you never know people have all different responses to yes these kind of of things but I still this, think it's funny yeah 
you need to calm down. <laughs> I'm like, it clear. Yeah, someone was like, okay, so some of us were learning how to make sourdough bread. Right. And um, yes. she's yes. written an entire yeah. album. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. And this is her first time, I guess, collaborating with Aaron Desner of The National. Mm-hmm. She's still got Jack Antonoff producing. Yes. Um, but it's a, it's a cool vibe. And again, it's like, such a she's cool constantly reinventing herself i mean from country Mm. to pop Mm. and now this but it doesn't it never feels like some sort of force like oh now it to be something different it's just so organic if anything lover in retrospect lover might have felt that way now this to me is the album she should have put out a year ago like this is the album no and frankly she couldn't have because as i mentioned she came out of her saturn's return in january Mm -hmm. of 2020 and so this timing, as far as an astrology perspective goes, makes complete sense. Oh, but, interesting. Yes, yes. But I, you're right. I do think it feels at once like a return to some previous Taylor Swift, a, it, slightly reminiscent of uh, the bonus tracks on 1989. Two of my favorites, You Are In Love and Wonderland. Oh, two. Yeah. So it's kind of a little bit like that. But also totally different new and fresh at the same time yes 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 i don't know how that's possible but well it was funny too because remember when lover came out and it was very much like about how happy she was in finally in Mm -hmm. a relationship people were like is she ever going to be able to write another album right because all she does is write about breakups and now she's so happy she'll have no material so someone was like uh i think she found some new material yes (laughs) she did she's she's doing just fine yes she did all right so do we want to talk about our favorite songs Yes. Yeah. Yes. Although I it's so hard. I it's so hard. I actually have <laughs> like I have listed a whole list of them and I'm not I, I'm just going to kind of like play it by ear which one I end up saying. Well, yeah. We can definitely Or I have yeah. every song written down. Let's I feel like the one that's most relevant to this podcast is Mad Woman. Oh, let's start with that. Yeah. Thing. So I feel like this <laughs> Wait, was... Wait, just listen to what you just said. Most, most relevant to this podcast. This podcast is mad. When... Uh, absolutely. What do you mean, Corinne? <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And to me, this is the counterpart to the man, right? Yes, it is. Which it I, sharpens it. Yes, I l- exactly sharpens it. Mm. Oh, so good. I loved the man, but it was very kitschy and poppy. Yeah. And mm-hmm. yeah, this is more insightful, aware. Uh, it's more aggressive. To y- me. Like, yes, yes, I but mean, unafraid. Like sometimes yeah. aggressive is like a trapped animal, but this is. Oh no! Yeah, savvy. This is. Yeah. I said it feels. It feels like it's fueled by anger that's no longer an open wound. It's more like that healed, useful anger. That, I love this song. I of course I have the lyrics. Yes. Um, what did you think I'd say to that? Does a scorpion sting when fighting back? They yeah. strike to kill, and you know I will. You know I will. Yes. What do you sing on your drive home? Do you see my face in the neighbor's lawn? Does oh, she smile? Thank you. Or does she mouth, fuck you forever? I'm like, thank Whoa. you. So she never curses As... in her songs either. So this was a big. And she hasn't dropped an F bomb. Exactly. I... No cur- This is the first one with explicit lyrics and multiple mm-hmm. F bombs. multiple songs i was very impressed by that i was like look at you girl go yeah and this every time you call me crazy i get more crazy what about that and when you say i seem angry i get more angry 
I love that's what I love that it's like no no not gonna back down you're not I'm not gonna take that shit on also and then the chorus is really and there's nothing like a mad woman what a shame she went mad no one likes a mad woman you made her like that yeah and you'll and you'll poke that bear till her claws come Mm -hmm. out and you find something to wrap your noose around yes and there's nothing like a mad woman yeah the other part I didn't, I thought was interesting. They say move on, but you know I won't. And women like hunting witches too, mm-hmm. doing your dirtiest work for you. Yeah. It's obvious that wanting me dead has really brought you two together, which of course people have tried to think like, like Kim and Kanye. Yes, of that course. That was my thought. But, but women like hunting witches too. Yes. See, and this is, we yep. talked about this we have. a lot too, how sometimes the criticism and the, vitriol comes from other women yes that's right who don't appreciate an untamed woman but we're it's because we're it's because there's just so much conditioning as glennon says and and we're gonna we're we're working on that and it's going pretty quick i think this album (laughs) tells me that that unprogramming that deprogramming is going to go pretty quickly because this track is amazing i love it and i I, I really did truly at that moment thought to myself, I hope she never stops writing songs about Kanye. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, particularly now, man, he's really, oh, those two are yeah. a complete shitstorm. <laughs> totally. But still, I just, it made me think of Liz Feldman, right? Find your wound and write from it. She has a whole lifetime of, I mean, if just what happened to her getting up on that stage, him jumping mm-hmm. up after and taking it away and that whole moment and everything that happened, just that one moment is enough to write a lifetime of trauma right. songs. And Which, yeah, we talked about that on Miss Americana. Yeah. I, mean, I felt like when I watched that, that really, truly, that whole story, I mean, we all knew it, like I said, from yep. the news and everything. But when you see it on Miss Americana and you hear her talk about it, you're absolutely right. That is a deep wound. Yes. That that was really fucked up that uh, so many people wouldn't be able to recover from yeah i know it really was right she she can go to that well i hope she does deep i hope she does at some point i was kind of like maybe like are we going to move on from these no not not in a not in a like she should but in a like do you think she will now i'm saying outright i don't want her to ever stop writing songs that are veiled kanye west right right i I love them i love them and i just feel like the material is getting richer and richer and by the way that's actually what happens when you heal deep wounds is the your thoughts about it and what comes from it just gets deeper and richer kind of like little fires everywhere the burning down the soil and it gets richer that Mm -hmm. that's where she is she is just crushing it love it yes and i don't ever want her to stop writing about mad women and just about you know what you don't like me too bad and that that's coming with age for her and with confidence and and that also makes me think the last great american dynasty yes this this is one of my picks um talking about mad women and this is one where she is not writing about herself and it is sort of to me like a a mini story i mean it's a historical 
story. She says in the in those that prologue or those liner notes, mm-hmm. I found myself not only writing my own stories, but also writing about or from the perspective of people I've never met, people I've known or those I wish I hadn't. And on this one, she says she writes about a misfit widow getting gleeful revenge on the town that cast her out. Now, she's no stranger to writing about revenge either, but this one was so interesting. I mean, there is a backstory. It's very factually accurate. It's about this woman, Rebecca West Harkness, who was an heiress who married the heir to the Standard Oil uh, family and bought this mansion in Watch Hill, Rhode Island, which Taylor Swift ultimately purchased in 2013. Yes. And that house has been a character in Taylor Swift's kind of public narrative for a while now. And at first it was like, who's included, who's not included. And it's like the parties. And then this is why we can't have nice things. She talks about when she invited everybody over. So this house I, is, I couldn't stop singing in my head. This is why we can't have nice things when I was listening to oh, this that's one. Oh, so Because I was picturing the house, house. and the parties. Yes. So, yes. So like we were just saying with Mad Women, Woman and Kanye West, she just, the more you kind of dig at something, the richer it gets. And she's gone from like partying at that house and talking about that to this kind of incredible history lesson and narrative of of another woman right who she's now sort of likening though to herself I yes mean, she says like first of all i guess the woman was a divorcee and i guess she was blamed in some part for her husband having a heart attack the doctor had told him to settle down it must have been her fault his heart gave out mm-hmm. she wrote yeah. but then she says there goes the last great american dynasty who knows if she never showed up what could have been there goes the maddest woman this town has ever seen she had a marvelous time ruining everything mm. and she says it was such she takes such pleasure yes. in it yes um, but i love then when she personalizes it right so 50 years is a long time holiday house that was the name of the house mm-hmm. sat quietly on that beach free of women with madness they're men in bad habits. And then it was bought by me. Yeah. And I'm just like, yes. Wow. And then she ends with, who knows if I never showed up, what could have been? Yeah. There goes the loudest woman that this town has ever seen. Mm-hmm. I had a marvelous time ruining everything. Because, you know, there was so also the, the, a lot of the neighbors. Yes. Um, Complaining. Cut flack. I guess the governor of Rhode Island, once she bought it, wanted to institute some tax on second homes above a a dollar threshold of like a couple million or whatever and they were calling it the taylor swift tax it never passed but like i mean she took a lot of shit yes basically some of it maybe you know self-induced with the parties whatever but even this um in this song she talks about this rebecca emptying the pool and filling it with champagne and apparently that woman did the woman this woman in the story did have these ridiculous parties which is exactly what taylor did oh it's just it's just again like back to my this is like a short story collection like this one to me was so cool because it just it felt like a complete story of this but of a historical accurate story but also just of just like of this badass woman from back in the day and it's like she was meant to buy this house I so was just yes be the badass too yeah you know she's got some definitely she's got some snippets of our one of our beloved concepts fate versus free will like how much of that was in the stars that she should buy this house that Taylor Swift should buy this house I mean it's kind of right? crazy I have to believe that's 
I don't, she wasn't born in Rhode Island. She has no connection with Rhode Island. I don't know why she bought it. It just seems written in the stars. It really it does. does, right? Now, You're of right. course, that's the fate part of it. The free will part of it is writing a story or writing multiple songs about it, which are great songs. So that that play is always there. But she's also got a line too, or she's got quite a bit of it in I don't, Invisible String. It's almost Yo, all fate versus free will. But no, that's that's one of my picks too. Oh, it is. It wasn't one of mine. I was just going to oh, move so on. Good. Oh, good. No, so let's. That's okay. Oh, what a perfect well, transition I, then. I know you just did that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I was. I mean, listen. Like I said, I can't really pick two, so I might. I, you're going to be like, Kate. You keep saying that's one of your picks. Oh. We're up to four okay. or whatever. No, I, I. I think I really do. This one, I just thought it was so pretty. Like yes. I know that sounds like just like a really pretty love song yeah i was thinking of geez i am a country music fan people i will admit it but the <laughs> rascal flats the broken road like god bless the broken road that led me back to you and it's just you know this idea that like like you said like how much of this is faded and like yeah. oh, i had to go through all these things to end up with you yes and there was this this string invisible string pulling yeah. her the whole time yeah. and I do love this one because this does seem very vintage Taylor Swift yes. to me because it yes. is very autobiographical and does have all these references to some of her other songs but also mm-hmm. personal references so I don't know maybe I just I, that it felt sort of sentimental yeah, to me that sure. it, uh, but I also loved that it there was all this stuff about the clues and were there clues I didn't see? It's just so pretty to think all along there was some invisible string. So I love tying you to me. Yes, 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 this, yes. This what's meant to be and all that. Yeah. But then she does. I like when she gets a little dark, like acknowledging that yes. you know there's a lot of bruises and pain from her past, like her golden sh- axe. Yes. Yes. Yeah. This is a str- a string that pulled me out of all the wrong arms right into that dive bar, which we all know is mm-hmm. where she met Joe. Yes. Something wrapped all of my past mistakes in barbed wire, chains around my demons, wool to brave the seasons, one single thread of gold tied me to you. So it's like oh, it took all the yes, bad stuff, right? Yes. And and locked it up kind yes. of. Um, so hell was the journey that brought it, but it brought me heaven. Yes. Yeah, just this idea I had to go through all this. But then when I met you, the, the, the string, it just sort of wrapped up all the bad stuff and kept it away. And yeah. I just, I, I thought it was a really beautiful song. Yes. I did. And I really, I think because we've been talking so much about the fate versus free will, mm-hmm. that that's what really also got me. On definitely. Yeah. I definitely, that, that pulled me into. I wouldn't have picked that. I wouldn't have picked one I do want to talk about for a second, Betty. Which also, oh, like yeah. you just said, oh, is a lot out there about Betty. There is a lot about there about Betty, but it was that it felt very old school Taylor Swift. Yeah, like it's that yes. sixteen or fifteen, fifteen. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that song or the one with Ed Sheeran. Everything has changed. It just had, it's had a very kind of country, poppy, folksy, you know, beat that reminded me of old Taylor Swift, but also very new. But yes, yeah. but I really have to talk about the names because... Did oh, you, of course. Yes. yes. I, yes. She I outed <laughs> her BFF, yes. Blake yes. Lively, who had yet yes. to announce their third daughter's name. And yes. first of all, when the rumors started, it was like, people think she outed the name. And I was like, there's no way they named their third daughter Betty. I mean, what right. are these names? 
So Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively have three daughters, and they are mm-hmm. Taylor Swift uses all of them, and they right. are James, James is their oldest daughter, mm-hmm. then Inez, and then Betty. Third. Betty Elizabeth, or is it Betty? Well, it doesn't matter. I. It's a good question, but Who even cares? if that's her nickname, I mean, it, yeah. I, I don't think she would say Betty if they're not calling her Betty. You're right. It yes. might be that her name is Elizabeth, but they're calling. So it's James, Inez, and Betty. Do, do those, you know, you know how they have on like name Barry or what, whatever. It's mm-hmm. like names that sound good with, you know, the siblings. Oh, yeah, but these name. celebrities, I just... Everything goes out the window when it comes to I don't think so. I think they still do try to have them all sound like those are siblings. But James, the girl, and well, I guess... Anyone who named a girl James is already doing something off the beaten path. Not well, but that's personal because Blake is a boy's name. So Yes. Mm -hmm. And and her sister is Robin, which was also a boy's name. So mm-hmm. I get she that. To do that. Yeah, but then Inez and then Betty. I'm confused. I was I was like, there's no truth to that. Now, stupid but me, don't ever. Is it true? It is. I've yeah. read that. Okay, it has been confirmed. Yeah. Okay, but yeah. I, we have like yet to get to any one of my songs. So I'm going to make it kind of quick. No, you're, you did Mad Woman. Oh, yes, yes. And, okay, okay. Yeah. Seven and My Tears Ricochet. Maybe I'll put those okay. together because... They both, to me, have a very similar vibe. I kind of get Dido and or Sarah mm-hmm. McLaughlin feel from those, yeah. from both of them. And My Tears Ricochet, that those opening vocals, holy shit. I mean, it yeah. just blew me away. So I, when I put this on, I started it on shuffle and... The album. I downloaded the whole album oh and then put it on God, shuffle. Oh my God, how can you do that? And do that, you always do that? That was the first one that came up. And I actually started it and the music started and her ooing started. And I was like, I looked down and I'm like, I hit the wrong thing. Like, what? what right. is going on? And then I looked down and I was like, no, this is Taylor Swift. Like, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah. So, yeah, just beautiful. And do you get that, like, diet? Dido, Sarah McLaughlin, yes. like fumbling yes. towards ecstasy. Some- I think on some of more than just on that one, I get that from. Yeah, well, the whole vibe. Yeah, yeah, I think my tears ricochet seven and hoax a little bit too. Even uh, this is me trying when that yes, first starts. Yes, yes, I'm yes. It's very like disturbing, kind of haunting. Yes, feel. but beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. I've had a hard time adjusting, and I'm thinking, oh my god, if they are, haven't we all? Yeah. I mean, that's how that one starts. <laughs> yes. I'm yes. just like, yes. Yeah, I, I can feel relate. you. Yes. <laughs> but on seven, which I think would be one. Oh, I don't know. My yeah, tears it's a great too. song. I I love that she says. Now listen. I'm not thinking that Taylor Swift really listened to our Miss Americana episode, but we talked a lot about Saturn's return. And there is a lyric in there, I love you to the moon, which is a very common phrase, except Mm -hmm. she added, I love you to the moon and Saturn. To Saturn. Mm -hmm. Finally, her Saturn's return moment, like we talked about Gwen Stefani singing about and other people have have included Mm -hmm. in their lyrics She's got a Saturn reference in there, which I just love. I was very happy. I was very happy to hear. I'm like, this is just the whole album just felt felt like such redemption, such rebirth. Like this is it just felt like a very 
unafraid Taylor Swift. She was going to say whatever she needed to say, not to be me, not to be a jerk, but also maybe not to sell, exclusively sell albums. Now, usually that's what happens, you know, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Surrender. Once you don't care anymore about that as being your number one priority and you really speak authentically and, and write what you have to write, from some deeper visceral plate primal mm-hmm. place yes everyone loves it and uh, this That's is like writing from your womb yes exactly yes, exactly yeah. okay but wait last the last one i can't we can't say nothing about the duet with... oh i've got we're got to talk about a few more don't worry oh my um, god but <laughs> okay. I... okay all right <laughs> no, no, no. exile um, exile with bon oh, bon iver Oh, yes. It's so, so beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. And at first, when he comes in, I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. Yeah. And then her, but when the two of them yes. come together, that, first of all. Like two minutes in is. Two minutes in, exactly. Yeah. But let's just say, it, this should be the normal people theme song. Ooh. This <gasps> is Marianne and Connell. Oh, Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. About a relationship of miscommunication oh, and missing each other, uh, and absolutely, and you never gave me a warning sign. I gave you so many signs, oh, like, uh, uh, yes. like the whole thing. I never just, learned I mean, to read your mind. You never read yes. my mind. Oh yes. my God! Yes, oh, I, I just, so I'm like, are you kidding me? Oh, this is I them. love it even more now. Oh, right? This gosh. is all I was picturing. Now, of course, this one is about an infidelity, but whatever. Connell and Marianne had a lot of, you know, yeah. ups and downs like this. But it's mostly about how two people just miss each other. Yes. And like and what happens. back on their relationship. Yes. yes, what happened? How did well, I, I get know, here? Never... <laughs> yes. How did I get here? Oh, and gosh. this distance. And why am I looking back? You were my home. Like, yeah. you were my country. And now I'm in exile. And I don't know what... Like, how did I get here? Why am I alone on the island? Yes. And what what did we do wrong? And I'm just like, if Marianne and Kyle could sing, I'm this, sure these, I'm sure they can. They can, right. Um, they can. Daisy and Paul, yeah. for sure. They Daisy do and anything. Paul can sing. Yeah. I would, like, pay money for them. Oh, my God. I, in character, oh. to sing Exile together as oh, a duet. So good. That's where I get my normal people oh, in. There you go. I love that. Love that. It's so perfect. Absolutely. Yeah. And again, I listened to it on Shuffle. So this song came up one of the last for me. And I had been hearing Taylor's beautiful voice for so long and that I heard this really deep voice. And I was like, what is this? And I for- I actually had forgotten. It was the song I was looking forward to the most because I love Bonnie Bear. And I was like, what is this? And then yeah. he just keeps going and she... Then she comes in and they change their, I don't, I'm not a singer. So they change their whatever tone or register. I don't know what it is. So many times where she kind of goes lower and he goes higher and, oh, it's just gorgeous. But then the rounds at the end where. Yes. And about like, you're right, like about halfway through. It is. It's so. It it just like opens up. Oh my gosh. And the two of them like are in like. Yes. In a conversation. Yes. But not at all. Not at all. Because they're Marianne and Kyle. See? So now I want you to listen to it again, thinking of those two. I will. I will. There's no doubt the lyrics on this album are just mind-blowing. My last one I wanted to just mention was Peace. Did you? I just thought that one, I I really do think that is personal for her. Meaning, like, if you're going to be with her, you know, there's there's never really going to be peace. (laughs) 
you know, like she can, there's like, she can give a lot, mm. but you know, it's like sort of like a more realistic love song to me, mm. but I'm fire and I'll keep your brittle heart warm. If your cascade ocean wave blues come, all these people think love's for show, but I would die for you in secret. The devil's in the details, but you got a friend in me. Would it be enough if I could never give you peace? Mm-hmm. Um, and like this idea, all she says it several times, like, would it be enough? Like you're just, it's never, I'll give you my wild. I'll give you a child. Mm-hmm. I'll give you the silence that only comes when two people understand each other. I give you my sunshine, give you my best, but the rain is always going to come if you're standing with me. Yeah. And it's sort of like, and is that going to be okay for you? Like, is it going to be enough? Because you're not going to get, with her, in a relationship with her, you're not going to get peace. Yeah. I mean, this, this, right? is, uh, this but, song spoke to me very personally. Right? This is, yes, this is definitely. Even if you're not Taylor Swift, yes. there are people. That's why I actually thought this one would for you. Yes. Like, oh, no, for sure. In, with certain relationships, like, I can give you a lot of things. Yeah. Like, beautiful, wonderful things. But peace and tranquility just yeah. might not be one of them. No, it's not. And it's my, I mean, this is definitely something for me and my husband. This is definitely right? just a, a fundamental kind of, source of tension and not necessarily tension can hold things together too right but it's this yeah. constant back and forth of that is, is definitely never going to get peace with me I'm always changing I'm always trying to as my daughter says level up I'm always yes. doing the next and thing and he will not ever have peace in our relationship right that's but, unsettling to yeah. some people yeah, for him and, absolutely and yes. yes yes um that's why i thought you would like yeah. this one no i for do that reason definitely yeah and that's why it like invisible strings is really sort of the love song on it but to me like i said this is like one of the realistic yes. songs, like of what it's really yes. like to be in a relationship particularly with a certain type of person and she is that type of person and she's like hey listen but it's beautiful too yes like, I'll yeah. give you my child I'll give you my wild yes. Like, like, yes. yeah I'll take that yes. that's awesome <laughs> I'll give you my wild like yeah. So I don't know. I thought that was really beautiful. That song. Yeah, I no, absolutely. I love it. And also, it's 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 unsettling for people, for certain people. But when you get past the kind of the initial hesitation, or like this doesn't make me uncomfortable. This doesn't make me comfortable. We've talked about on other episodes. Like my husband does not like to move. He hates goodbyes. He hates endings. Mm-hmm. Like doesn't want anything to be over and I am the kind of person that needs to like move every two years so sometimes even in in our own neighborhood sometimes 3,000 miles away but it's always unsettling for him but as we've done this enough he doesn't when he looks past the kind of the very surface level disruption that it brings to his life I think he realizes and I am speaking for him a little here so I might get it (laughs) wrong but I think he realizes it's worth it all the rest of the stuff. That's it. <laughs> All we need to get to the chicks. The chicks, yes. So can I just ask yeah, you before we get to the chicks? Course. Do you know, as between the chicks or Taylor Swift, do you know who's won more Grammys? Fun fact. I no. wanted to look this up. Who would you think? It I mean, I would definitely think it was Taylor Swift. It's not. That I uh, based what, on your question, you, I was like, oh my course. god, yes. But wow. So. Taylor Swift has won 10 total Grammys, including Album of the Year for 1989 and for Fearless. 
the chicks have won 13 Grammys. Okay. Including five in 2007 for that taking a long way. Uh-huh. Which, yeah, and that's got Not Ready to Make Nice on it, which yes. is like her their redemption song. Yes, it is. Um, and like great song. Yeah. Yeah, and the chicks are the best-selling female band of all time. Wow. Very people cool. people who, by the way, have not put an album out in 14 years. So... This new album, I mean, that's that's a long break. And to still hold that title is pretty crazy. It is. Yes. I did not know Isn't that. It? That is crazy. I've, um, yeah, I've, you know, I started to like them when they started to get in trouble <laughs> with, yes, of course. with the public yes. image. You know, I like anybody yeah. standing up for themselves. You know, it's always, yes. uh, they're their original base is all about free speech unless it's them saying three women saying something they don't like and then it's like well no more free speech because we're canceling you we find you annoying now exactly it's just bullshit it's It's just always this is what i have to say about anyone who doesn't like people who break rules Whose rules are we playing rules by? Are they, exactly, yeah. Exactly. So, well, this is what pisses me off, too, because like I said, I am a fan of country music, but anyone who is knows that the thing you say about country music is it's about the truth. It's three chords in the truth. That's mm-hmm. the like the expression right. about country music. But it's apparently it's only the truth right. you agree with yeah, or the exactly. truth you want to hear. <laughs> no, the whole point of country music is to tell the, your truth, to tell the story. And But I guess they're the critics would say, well, she wasn't telling it in a song. She said it on stage right. uh, at a concert Oh, on foreign soil. Right. never understood that one either right. because she criticized Bush in London as right. opposed to Lubbock, Texas, where that right. was blasphemy. Right. But anyway. Right. But yes, that was in 2003. So you started liking them yes. after that. And yes. then that album like, was their most successful, which I think is, is awesome. Uh, the Taking the Long Road. I um, love Easy Silence. Oh. That yes. song. Oh I my God, that, that is such a good song. Such a good song. Um, and can we just talk about astrology before we get? Oh to Oh my God! Because Kate, look at um, you. Yes, please. Yes, please. Just so well, we've we already talked about astrology, but we have. So we all know the Taylor is a Sagittarius. She is. I mean, the Archer, and I say that like we all know yes. that. Well, we we do, but you should if you don't. I mean, if I'm, you've listened you're not to a fan, to, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> then okay, you wouldn't be listening ahead. to this yes. podcast. Yes. So she is a fire sign. We are fire signs. Mm-hmm. So we've always, like with Taylor, been like, yeah, she's our girl. Yes. Right? And we've learned from your tallying up of all the female creators mm-hmm. that we've uh, covered Karen. on mm-hmm. this, that Sagittarius is the number one sign, meaning the most number of female creators we've covered on here. That's right. Have been Sagittarius. That's right. Uh, like by so far. Chicks. I know by far. The chicks. I'm like Natalie, on the edge of my seat, Kate. But, Please. Well, it's, inter- it's Don't Natalie start with Natalie. Is a, Don't start okay. with Natalie. Because she's the lead singer. Yeah, she's the best. I okay, only so want to hear hers. Drag it out, Kate. Emily, Emily yeah. you know, with yes. the long brown okay. hair. Yes. Is a Leo. Oh. <laughs> my sign. Okay. Fire sign. Mar- her sister, Marty, yes. is a Libra. Oh, your rising sign. Your sun and Natalie, sign and your rising sign. Oh, oh, and Natalie is a Libra. Oh, so also. basically they're me oh combined. My God. Yes, that's so. Amazing. Yes, my sun and my moon are Leo, and my rising or how I present to the world oh is Libra. Oh my God! So you are part of the Dixie Combination. Chicks. 
Yes, the chicks, yes. Oh, um, yes, the chicks, thank you. Yes. And we don't talk about the Libra that much because we are, you know, we usually talk more about our fire signs. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Libra is an air sign. They're diplomatic, mm-hmm. peacekeepers, you know, the scales of justice. Yes. Um, they're very, they have a very strong sense of justice and mm-hmm. they want to make sure everyone gets heard. They're passionate about making things fair yes. and balanced. Yes. They're idealistic. Mm-hmm. They always prefer to look on the bright side. I feel as if the chicks, a lot of their messages here and speaking out and what's fair and what's right. I don't know them personally, but Libras are super social. They're the most extroverted of the astrological signs. They love being with people. Interesting. Um, oh, I, I know. know I'm super. This this all speaks to me. Yes, as you know. absolutely. It makes perfect sense. So anyway, I thought that was very interesting that they're my combo. I love that. And my we you know we don't talk about rising signs enough because mm-hmm. I I am. Aries sun sign and Aries rising so for me it's it's the oh, sa- it's always yes. the same yes but we yes. then we found out Kate that Aries rising and Libra rising have a very special uh mm-hmm. connection in their in the charts they're they're six months that you know they're they're like the halfway points of the the astrology circle I guess so they right right they have an interesting dynamic but I love that. Oh my gosh. Yes. That's so, I know it's so cool. Yes. Very fun. So the chicks. I mean, should we talk about the name change or do we, you know, I mean obviously I mean it was probably um, a long time coming. I'm glad they finally did it. It was. And that's what you know, I, I listened to Natalie Maines on Howard Stern and, you know, she's like I hate we've always hated that name. <laughs> and, and 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 not because of the, you know, the whole the the Dixie and the the racial issues. She's like, yeah. it was just a stupid name. She's like, when when she joined the band, that's right. The sisters were Emily and Marty were were teenagers in like a band, and they just like they thought it was a stupid name. They picked it based on some little feet song called Dixie Chicken because yeah. they needed a name like five seconds before they went out on stage, yeah. and then they were like, well, that's stupid. We don't want to be chickens. So then it became Dixie Chicks, Chicks. and. But then they became so successful that then they couldn't change it. Right. You know, then you just become, yes. it becomes bigger than you. Yes. And But then, you know, she said they've wanted to change it for years. And then people were coming to concerts with the Dixie flag or the yes. someone had a Dixie swastika. And they didn't want anything to do, to do with that. that. Yeah. And then, so, so of course now people are like, oh, they only changed it now because they're bowing to all the pressure that everybody feels and they're like yeah this was just a good reason to but we've wanted to change it forever so right well and but then, actually like you said they haven't had a new album in 14 years 14 what, were they just years. gonna so be like just change, change it? it in the middle you're like hey i know we're not putting out any music or doing anything that you care right. about consuming but just fyi we're changing our name no this but is but i the- guess there was some criticism that they've had even they knew they were doing this album and putting it out and all the marketing materials and everything was under Dixie Chicks and they only sort of midway through Uh, this launch did they just change it but I think in fairness again to them that's what they were known by so you know to change it but then Howard gave him all this shit he's like but isn't chicks offensive to women Mm. and she was like no I think being a chick is like cool like like a badass like no it's not like calling someone like a 
broad or something. Right. He's like, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> I've had that, um, ar- not argument, but I've had that discussion many times. And I, I've i written in stories that I've written, I've written, oh, you're like a cool chick or something. And people do think it's demeaning or whatever. I happen to like it. It's one of those that I happen to think is. Right. Yeah, I like it. So I'm, I'm good with yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And you know how Taylor has like a lot of imagery about like the witches and like, yeah. you know, people coming sure. after women like that. And it's so it was so interesting because they were talking in a New York Times article and someone said that you know, they liken them to like the energy of witches who couldn't be burned. Mm. And I was like, oh, these two, there's like all these overlaps yes. between them. I know. Yes. Um, oh, I know. Which makes sense. Um, yeah. Yeah, so Gaslighter. Yes, that's right. Oh, so Uh, many good songs on this one. So we know that it is centered on Natalie Maine's divorce. Yes. I mean, at least that's clearly a lot of the inspiration for it. She was married to the Heroes actor Adrian Pazzo. Which I knew nothing about him. I knew nothing about their marital stuff until this album came out and I was like now you know (laughs) oh no I was like googling obsessively like what what is this oh my god yeah Yeah. and you know the album is so brutally honest that he tried to block its release Mm -hmm. based on the confidentiality clause in their prenup and it almost worked I mean and and honestly she can't impress really talk that much about anything right she was joking with Howard. She's like, yeah, we'll save that for the judge. Yeah. And he's like, no, seriously, like, what, do you think you'll go to court over this? She's like, no, we really have. I mean, it took her two and a half years to get divorced. I it know. is resolved. But, you know, she always, of course, worries about, you know, breaching the NDA. Right, so. yeah. But her, she, she's very clear to say, listen, there are there are five or six divorces between the three of them. I mean, I think each oh, wow. one of them has been divorced at least once. Wow. Um, Nat, Natalie twice. One of them might be, uh, no, I think there might be another one of them that's divorced twice. There are also other writers on it. It's not just yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. you know, she's like, but here's the thing. Yeah. I will say, <laughs> I was the, she goes, I was the one, though, yeah. going, literally going through it in real time. Yeah. So, of course, they've all been through similar things. Yes. But, like, this was this is my story. And she's like, it was my boat, okay? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, the boat is mine. And he's like, okay. So, but, but listen, it is so deeply personal. Yeah. Very raw. I mean, just. Yeah. Sleep. You're in therapy with her. Yes. Sleep at night was the first one that made me like, I was, well, first Gaslighter, I guess, came out and it came, the stories that came out right when the single came out were, this is essentially about. Natalie Means ex-husband I mean that just came right out with it I wasn't in love with that song I do like it but I wasn't as in love with it Sleep at Night was the one that made me start googling everything it's just a great song first of all it's so good yes like the music the way oh it's so good and then and the lyrics oof I don't know how (laughs) you managed to like the my my husband's got girlfriend. a call from my yeah. husband's girlfriend's husband yeah how, my husband's girlfriend's husband yeah my my husband's girlfriend's husband just called me up isn't how crazy is that how messed yeah up, how messed, how up, messed up, is up, up is that I mean yeah. and the way she says it's like that 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 and you're like wait yeah. what 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 like first of all it sounds so cool and second of all what did you just say 
Oh, I was obsessed yeah. after that. I'm like, I, I, I need know. to know more about this. Wait until, yeah, and then you get a little more. Wait, remember you brought her to our show at the Hollywood uh, Bowl? And I'm like, oh, shit, yes. damn, snap. Did he really? Backstage. Right. And the girl said, oh, I'm such a fan. I love you. I love you. you. I'm oh, such a fan. Oh, my God. And, of course, you know, their fans have now, like, like not they're not as obsessive as Taylor, Taylor Swift fans. Yeah. But people have figured out that they, they found a picture of the woman that <gasps> her ex is oh, now with on her social media at that <gasps> holding with her no. daughter hold oh yeah from the concert at the Hollywood Bowl holding up the ticket and she's like like no. Dixie chick fan number one. Oh yeah yeah oh, <laughs> she was there she was at the concert God, that is insane yeah. oh wow yeah. I gotta I guess I said I googled obsessively apparently not enough I have to yeah, go find so, that she said, I love you. I'm such a fan. I joke that you can love me as long as you don't love my man. Yes. There's nothing funny about that. Yeah. And Howard asked her that. He's like, did you really say that to her? Did you say that to the woman? Of course she can't really answer. Right. She's sort of like, well, you know, but no. clearly I'm sure she said something like that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was, that's a great song. Yeah. I, um, that, but I, I, yeah, I think that's my favorite. I, I think that's definitely one of my favorites. Um, just for the storytelling I and also like just Gaslighter, the, the music. Yeah, I just like the music. Oh, yeah. But yeah, you I did. I do. Yeah. I did like Gaslighter when it first came out. I mean, I I just think it's like such, I just think it's like such a banger, you know? I'm just like, I, I don't know, but the, the lines in that too are pretty, pretty aggressive. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so we should, we should say like uh, Gaslighter. So when I, when that, song came out I also they said it was going to be the title of the album and I was telling someone and they I was just so surprised I told you this how many yep. people didn't know the term gaslighter I know. and I was like really and then at the time I was like aren't you people listening to the Dixie Chicks how do you not know uh, what <laughs> gaslighters but or how did you not look it up right then? right but yeah I mean so for another podcast we were doing we were talking about gaslighting and I did a little a little dive into the history of the term right but it is a form of psychological manipulation in which a person or group covertly sows seeds of doubt in a targeted individual, making them question their own memory, beliefs, and judgments. It's just essentially a form of emotional abuse. Yeah. And the history, do you want to hear the yes, history? Yes, I time? do. So the See, Right, because I had thought it was ahead. just like, you know, kind of a take on throwing gas on a on a fire you know that's gonna oh. make it worse but there's a real history yeah. so tell me there's a real history so the phrase originated from a 1938 mystery thriller written by a british playwright called gaslight and it was made into a popular movie in 1944 starring ingrid bergman oh and yeah in the film the husband, Gregory, manipulates his adoring, trusting wife, Paula, into believing she can no longer trust her own perceptions of reality. In one pivotal scene, Gregory causes the gas lights in the house to flicker by turning them on in the attic of the house. Yet when Paula asks why the gas lights are flickering, he insists it's not really happening and that it's all in her mind, causing her to doubt her self-perception. Oh. Hence the term gaslighting. Wow. Yes, and now the term was super popular during Donald Trump's inauguration. Yes. So much so that the Oxford Dictionary named it the most popular word of 2018. Oh my gosh, wow. 
So it, I thought that it was had really seeped into the right, lexicon, right. but I, I do think a lot of people use it with politicians. Yes, um, that they, but it is, I think, often used um, in relationships. And so she did say that gaslighter wasn't a word. You know, there's gaslight or gaslighting, okay. but they needed it. To, they needed it to be a noun. Yeah, um, I usually think of it. I don't know why I thought of it in connection with sexual assault. And I know, yeah. and I know I've definitely read it plenty in relation to I May Destroy You. But even before that, oh my gosh, why am I totally, Christine, the doctor, the, the, Christine, the, doctor. the one who, oh my God, I'm totally blanking on their names. Uh, de, not de Blasio. De, the one who testified against the Supreme Court justice who assaulted. Oh, oh my God. Matt, oh my God, I can see her face. But yeah, I, me too. I could totally see her face with her hand up. But anyway, all right, I, I know. I'm just going to cut this out. I remember it coming up a lot with that trial as well, the yeah. Supreme Court yeah. nomination. But that that was when, so yeah, political, I guess, or political adjacent, I guess it was because of his nomination. But yeah. Right. Yeah. But And so maybe that's why I thought of it as sexual assault, but really it's in the political realm. So they're, I guess, tied together for me. That's interesting. Yeah, and I mean, she talks in the lyrics in that. I mean, obviously she's gone and, you know, you're sorry, but where's my apology? Doing anything to get your ass further? Because, boy, you know exactly what you did on your boat, which was my boat reference earlier. Mm -hmm. Save your tired stories for your new someone else. Had to burn it up. Had to tear it down. Tried to say I'm crazy. Babe, we know I'm not crazy. That's you. That's the gaslighting part. But I love the part where her voice gets really soft. Mm. And she just, and that like they, they strip out all the rest and she just says like gaslighter, I'm your mirror standing right here until you can see how you broke me. Yeah, I'm broken. And then it's like, you're still sorry. Right. No <laughs> but, but that you broke me, I'm broken. Like that part, oh, when I first heard it, I was like, damn. Yeah. Um, but you yeah, may, that's what first got me interested because right. I wanted then like you said it's news started coming out about what it was really about so then yes when the full album came out and sleep at night I was like oh shit like that's that's a great oh. great song but that's where you get more of the details yes of of what or <laughs> allegedly yeah I mean, it just exactly. came to me Christine Ford oh yes, yes. but anyway go Thank ahead you. yeah um, um yeah. So the next one I love, which is the next one on the album, is Texas Man. Yeah. And, and that I love because it's that one is hopeful to me. Mm, oh, um, okay. yeah. I, yeah, because it's post-divorce. She's now ready to move on. It's like, for me, I think as an over 40 woman, mm-hmm. like trying to start her life now um, in the dating world and what she's looking for, you know, she says it's been way too long since somebody's body was tangled with mine, but I just, this is my favorite. So she says, everybody wants top market, but I'm a little bit unraveled, right? Mm. Cause she's like, I'm not yes. like, I'm a little unraveled. Yes. Like I'm not some perfect right. young, yes. like person. I got baggage. Like, yes. Everybody, everybody wants the new model, but I'm a little more traveled. Mm-hmm. And I loved the way that not I'm old, yes. not I got it. Like I'm just traveled. traveled. Yes. But if you've got the strength I do, then sign me up. If I'm not too much for you, then mm. sign me up. Yes. Sign me up. I'm a little bit unraveled, but I'm ready. And I love that if I'm not too much for you, because of course, you know, she's like, I, 
we talk about it all the time. Like I'm a lot. I yeah. might be too much for some, yes, but yes. you're welcome. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I love that. Right. Yes. And then I love when she says. I could use a Texas man who's not afraid to take his time. He's got to have patient hands because the way to my heart is through my mind. Mm-hmm. So I just, I just thought for, and of course Howard Stern is so funny. He's like, he thought it was pessimistic at first because he's like, you know, what do you mean? So your, so your body's traveled, all right? So you've had a couple kids. I'm like Howard. She's not talking about like, <laughs> meaning her body is old. But anyway, she, he was like, she did explain which is how I took it, which is, no, like, that's me being hopeful. Right. Like, you know, she's like, I don't know. I don't even know how to flirt anymore. I don't know how to do anything anymore. Oh, it's been 20 so years. Oh, my god. She's like, so, but I just love, like, like her saying she's ready. So I thought that was, and I, yeah. I just think it's a great song. Oh, I like that. I That's one of those, again, like, the story behind it gives it so much more meaning to me. Because I thought it was fine. Yeah. I like it. But that's so much richer to me. Yeah. Yeah. What else? Which one you like? You want to talk about? Well, March, March, March. Yeah, March, no. March was the yeah. one that got me into the album. I think. Yeah. Uh, you sent it to me, and it's just a great anthem, yeah. right? It's just mm-hmm. so yes. the beat. Oh my gosh, is just so like you can't. It's like such a good pump up kind of song, right? Yeah. And yes. and I'm and I'm an army of one. I feel like that sometimes. Yeah. Like like putting yes. up like suiting up for battle, like ready to to take on the world. And sometimes that's how it feels. And the, yeah. the song obviously touches on. It does feel a little forced sometimes. It takes mm-hmm. on really everything: guns, right. underfunded schools reproductive you know th- right, threats the women's march yeah glo- climate global climate warming change. yes exactly i mean yeah. it really uh-huh. does kind of take on everything which makes dilutes it a little bit but just uh, to me it's just the beat and the song it, there, there's it's a little slightly problematic but it is just such a great beat and it gets under your skin and just makes me feel like when i put it on i will listen to it a lot during my walk and i just feel like i'm like yes i will overcome whatever needs to be overcome I will do it yeah and I I wonder I sent that to you when the video came out so and the video you know has all that imagery of all the things you mentioned and I wonder if I'd heard the song first just you know without seeing the imagery I don't know like that's so I never saw the video I I I believe you that you say you no you maybe you totally did but I a lot of times or maybe I just no a lot of times whatever you send me isn't compatible with my phone so I just look it up myself so oh I got it it. and I only listen to the song but I did hear you should watch the video well I did hear that they I'm I'm not they added the list of names of of black victims of the police shootings which which they got a little grief for too that that in a song that was already political and as you said covered a lot of topics that then they decided to you know shoehorn that in but i mean i'm like people they wrote the song before the black lives matter movement you you don't you you're you're criticizing them for not although most of those yeah but most of those had all those most of those deaths had already happened but you but yes but no it is it is slightly problematic the timing the dilution of it but still it's just a good song like use it use it yes exactly exactly yeah so that's one of my favorites and then another one of my favorites is set me free which just kind of 
you know, the lyrics are good, but it just, the whole idea of it really kind of got me thinking. You know, you just, you always think of like the one that breaks up with someone as like the heartbreaker. And like right. you, you know, you broke up with me. You let me go, you know. But this is kind of her begging, set me free, let me go. And right. I, it just got me thinking like, what if you're breaking up with someone and it's doing them a favor, right? Like you're setting yeah. them free to, to go on a new path, a different way that they need to go on. And I just thought that was so interesting that I had never thought about it in that way. Um, and there's Meaning what he did to her ultimately is setting her free. No, 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 no. Just in general, someone, if you oh, break okay. up with someone, sometimes you're doing the kind thing by doing that, by, yeah, by yeah. setting them free because for whatever reason, I'm not talking about that yes. at all just in general like you could be when you break up with someone it's just it's usually you hear stories of heartbreak right this person broke my heart but you don't really hear the the angle of they let me go and it was and I was free right after that I know and I love that and I don't know why people don't look at it more from that perspective it's interesting or when people break up, like they're always like, "Oh, that's so sad." Right. And that's like, but what if it's not sad? Right. What, what if, if now you're what free? If it's better for those people, right? Like yeah. she does say in here, "Oh, the weight of this hate was exhausting." Yeah. You risked my body, broke my spirit, and still I've let you go. Like, if they were in a relationship that clearly, you know, there was, <laughs> was there not was good, yeah, mistrust, yes. and there was hate, and there was this, like, yes, it's um, you know, it ended, but. I mean, like, that's, it's, she's now been set free. Yes, it's, it's, it's for the best. for the best. Yes. Yeah. At that point in their relationship, uh, for sure. But just, I, in general, I just liked that, that perspective of, like, someone almost begging. Because, you know, I've, what I've maybe realized later in life is not everyone is meant to be the person you know maybe with the fix right. fixed signs and realizing this part of it like maybe not everyone is meant to be the person who breaks up with someone that's usually my role so I right. have never really <laughs> seen it and I've always been cast as like the heartbreaker or the man eater yes. or the one who ruins someone's right. lives like we've joked about it enough on the, the Jessica dumper, Simpson not the yes. dumpy. Yeah, yeah the Jessica mm-hmm. Simpson open book episode but I just thought this was such an interesting way that like maybe the other person wanted it to be over as well and just a different perspective one that I hadn't really thought of and it was just it's just beautiful it's sad it's like a sad beautiful but it's still beautiful there's a lot of sad beautiful yeah made me think think. of little fires everywhere and being released from a cage and set me free and yeah that was I love that Ah, I do too. That was a good one. Yeah. Speaking of sad and beautiful is my other pick, which is Young Man. Mm. Oh, that poignant song to her boys. Yes. Um, She has two boys. They're 16 and 19. And this is a letter basically to them where she prays that, you know, she hasn't let them down through, you know, her own feelings of betrayal and the divorce and everything. But, you know, I... And it is very personal, that one. She makes no bones about that. But I think just for any mother or parent, even if you haven't been through a divorce, just wondering if you're doing it right, mm-hmm. if you've said the right things, if you're putting your baggage or your shit on them, mm-hmm. and whether you're sort of burdening them. And 
I love, she says, you're of me, not mine. Yeah. Walk your own crooked line. I promise you'll be fine. Take the best parts of him as your own life begins. Leave the bad news behind. Yeah. And then when she says, I've done my best, the best I know how to do, and my blues aren't your blues, mm -hmm. it's up to you. Mm -hmm. Right? Like at the end of the day, they're going to live their own lives yeah. and they can take the good and the bad, but like my shit's not your shit. Yes. So, and, and we all worry about that. Like I said, I think even if you haven't been through a divorce, just like, what am I putting on my children? Yeah. And, I thought this, when I hear that this one, I, it's hard for me to make through without crying. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, oh God, <laughs> maybe because I have two boys. I don't yeah. know, but it's, it's, it's heavy, yeah. you know, but it's also, I don't know. I guess it's just the part where she's just like, I've done the best. I know how to do yes. it. And you're just like, listen, that's all anybody can do. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. It's, it's a rough one. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. But then, but then there's a fun one. Okay, what is it? The tights on my boat. Oh, I just, yes. This is just funny. Yes. I just, this one, I just wanted to talk about. I, I think it's fun. I didn't think this one was kind of snarky enough for me. She does say you're going to get what you got coming to you over and over again. But, <laughs> you know, it wasn't written by, she's, she, there are co-writers on it, but it was mostly written by Julia Michaels, who, oh, who I most people know, love. of course amazing in and of her, her own right their own songs but yes. you know she's a songwriter for so many uh-huh yeah hits mm -hmm. um just so many so she actually this was her song really so that's why natalie mains told to howard she's like there were no tights on the boat just oh, so you know that part she's like listen i didn't say there wasn't a boat right no, i didn't say something didn't go down on a boat it just wasn't tights oh, okay um so you know howard he's like it was panties wasn't it, it was panties. she's like easy howard oh, my God. but she said that really she heard um the first line again of a julia michael song she was working with them and it was i hope you die peacefully in your sleep just kidding. I hope it hurts like you hurt me. Oh, and that shit. was that was a line from Julia Michaels, which then she said, can we have this song? Like, we got to have this song. Like, I, she knew immediately which, the story she wanted to write. And before Julia Michaels even agreed, she had already rewritten the song. And that's with the tights and everything. Oh. But it really came from a Julia Michaels line. Right. That is the opening line of the song. So I thought that was, I thought that was very cool. And it's, it's a fun song, I think. Yeah, that makes me think of, you know, I, I think the piece, the Taylor Swift piece song, the what you were getting at, I totally, you know, that totally speaks to me. But the song yeah. I'd pick for it to represent that, just to come full circle here, is the Julia Michaels Issues. I yes. love that. I, got, I issues. got issues. You got them too. You got them too. Yes. Give <laughs> yours to me and I'll give mine to you. That to you. is my, that's my jam. That's my vibe. She is a great songwriter. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I am obsessed. And you know, I like, I, I enjoy her album very much, but I love finding her on other people's albums. Yes. Like some stuff she's written with Sean um, Mendez. Mendez. Yeah. She wrote Selena, Selena Gomez's Gomez. You Love Me. Yeah. Justin Bieber, Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those are, oh, yeah. Those are huge good hits. And huge hits. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a very big fan of Julia Michaels. Very big fan. And way before. If, her own stuff came no out. and way before coronavirus the pandemic when oh. now if the world was ending is like the most popular song ever 
Yeah. Because everyone thinks the world is ending. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But I loved that song long before that. I, it's a, it's a good one. She's, she's brilliant. She really is. Really. So are you, is that all the, for the songs? Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I, can, I think we've picked the highlights. Yeah. And then some, I mean, there's yeah. just, there's, everything could be a highlight. You really, you could talk about every aspect of this. I wanted to go back to one thing that we talked about on Miss Americana that, that Taylor Swift had talked about. She's, and this isn't a what she said, but I guess we don't have segments here, but I guess if it was, this would be where we would talk about what she said and how she said, this is her quote, I wish I didn't feel like there's a better version of me out there. I feel like that Mm. all the time. And when she said that on Miss Americana, I was like, "Eh, I didn't really love that because, you know, to me, again, now I know this is the cardinal sign of me, by the way. I love that there, I know that there are better versions out there of me. In Uh. fact, if there if I felt like there wasn't a better version of me out there, right. I, I don't know how I particularly would go on living. Yeah, and because you, again, you want something to aspire exactly. to. And you would think that you were done, if you will. Exactly. Or, yeah. and, and I've had success as a lawyer, working in-house at financial institutions, raising little kids, writing this podcast now. I am, you know, the feeling, and it's very specifically, the feeling that there is a better version of me out there is literally my fuel, like the thing that keeps me going in life. So I hope that she has maybe embraced this a little now, maybe that she's done with her Saturn's return, because that folklore feels like she embraced that there might be a better version of her out there, and she kind of like internalized it and and just regurgitated this kind of incredible album done under pressure but also no pressure because no one was looking at her so it's time pressure but no outside pressure and it just all came from this like really deep place in her yes and no pressure to make it perfect and to have it be the right timing and and this high production video that'll be the first single and all of that and she just knew in her gut that this was what she needed to put out and when and how and this was it and i think it's one of the best versions of her we've ever seen unbelievable right and i know i just said that we didn't do segments but we talked about adding who won the movie book tv show oh, how God. about who won the albums i'll go i'll go because okay. I, I sprung this on you just now but okay for for the chicks i'm gonna go with the hollywood bowl because that lyric is oh. just so good right it stands out but for taylor swift's album i'm going with cardigan and here's where i make a. Oh. do you know what <laughs> do you know where i'm going with this no. Oh, no, I, I may destroy you. Oh, did my you know God. there are car- like legitimate cardigan theories on my- I may destroy you? No. Yeah. So no one has come forward with a single coherent theory, but they all revolve around cardigans and being that they're like this traditionally masculine. You know, you, maybe you think of Mister Rogers, or you definitely think of it as a a menswear piece. But mm-hmm. but good, you know, these keen fans have noticed that Arabella is wearing a cardigan in every key moment. Like when she's drugged and raped, she's wearing one. And when she calls out Zane, 
And then I don't know the others because we haven't seen them yet, but apparently there's people have seen the whole series now realize that there are cardigans. Arabella's wearing a cardigan in almost every key scene. And it's maybe an arc of healing. Like it happens, she's wearing one when the horrible thing happens to her and she's wearing one at each point of healing. But, you know, it's also a traditionally masculine thing that she's wearing kind of in feminine ways, like oversized or pulling off the shoulder or bold feminine right. colors, florals. And so she's kind of making it her own. And I did read she all I read was that she gives all of her credit to the costume designer, Lindsay Moore, because she was like, I don't get it. But now he and she, in this interview, she was like, and but now here I am like this was weeks later the show is wrapped in her personal house and she's like at the moment of this interview I'm wearing one right now and then obviously Taylor Swift's got a got a song cardigan. called Cardigan mm-hmm. which is technically her first single she did the video yeah. for it so here's what I'm saying there's definitely cardigan in the air right and well according to oh Miranda Priestly, right every Andy will be wearing a cerulean blue cardigan in three years that's my this, prediction this- now you've even worked in um, you're kidding yes, me right now yes. oh my god isn't, isn't that crazy though that that connection and cardigans on women Kel- yes. yes kelsey ballerini oh my um, gosh she just posted and this is what's so crazy I, is it the same one that taylor's wearing i don't know she says thank you for the cardigan and the beautiful intricate mystical new album at taylor swift your ability to create unbounded and ever-growing music is the most inspiring. And she's wearing, I guess Taylor sent her this. I mean, she's wearing the cardigan. Oh and gosh. I was just thinking, my God, are like cardigans like a thing? Or is it just because Taylor sent her this cardigan? Oh, and I'm like, oh it's a thing. You. It's a thing. It's, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. So I forgot we were doing I Won the... Yes. Oh, jeez. Okay. I wasn't ready. No. <laughs> I think for Taylor's... Yeah. It's it's her gut. Um, mm, I love that. I've been and like I like I said to you when the first post came out, I was not I was excited that it was new music, but I was so so pumped Taken by her the way she message. It. Yes, 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 that that her gut was telling her to do something. And I do think from everything we know about Taylor Swift, I'm not likening myself to her, but she's clearly very meticulous and organized mm-hmm. and detail oriented mm-hmm. and orchestrates everything yes. and wants so much control yes. over so many aspects of her music yes. and her public image and everything it's one of the things that makes her as successful as she is mm-hmm. but and i can relate to that but i've been trying to be more in touch with the gut and listening to where your energy mm-hmm. takes you so that for me that one at the taylor finally was listening to that and, and what came yeah from and surrendering to, is to it she's like this amazing. is where we fucking yes. are we're in the middle of a pandemic yes. but i wrote this and i have to just put it out because this is this is what it's telling me so i surrender yes. to my circumstances i go with my gut i follow the energy and here it is i mean that's just the recipe for everything good Yes, and even if it sucked, I would still love that she did yes. that. But the fact that it is doesn't, so and it's good. so actually amazing, yes. and people are calling it her best album yes. ever, it just so validates this. Mm-hmm. Yes, let she let the reins go, right? Yes. She let the the reins yeah. go. Well, Rebecca Searle said that. Yes. She let go of the grip, yes. right, of the reins yes. of her life. 
and followed the energy. So that's that's definitely the winner for me with her. And I didn't think about this, but the first thing that comes to mind yeah. with the with the chicks is that I'm a little bit unraveled. Oh, I, don't, I love so that. It's just like the fact that she's saying like, listen, if you if you want me, like this is the way I am. I'm a little bit unraveled. I'm a little bit more traveled. Mm. The weight of my heart is through my mind. I might, you know, if I'm not too much for you. Yeah. I don't hear that in songs that much where you're like describing yourself in a way that like I felt very seen in yes. that. So I, I that, that one won it for me, those lines. I love it. And by the way, you can put on a cardigan and then unra- unravel it. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, good stuff. This has been Pop Fiction Women with Corinne and Kate. If you enjoyed this show, please tell the complicated women in your life. And the men who love them. Yes, tell them to listen. And then to follow on Spotify or review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And of course, share on social media. Tag us with your favorite books, TV shows, and movies starring complicated women on Facebook and Instagram at Pop Fiction Women or on Twitter at Pop underscore women. For more coverage of the women you love or to find out if you qualify as a complicated woman, go to popfictionwomen.com. And keep it complicated. We want to let you know we've launched a Patreon page where supporters can receive perks like bonus episodes and exclusive content. Because Pop Fiction Women is our passion project, a place where we give women space to show up and offer in-depth analysis in the ways we're used to hearing about male creators and their characters. We delve into creativity and psychology with a dash of astrology. And we have so much fun doing it. Just two friends breaking down books, movies, and shows like Normal People, Fleabag, and I May Destroy You. Every single aspect of this podcast we do ourselves, from the preparation to the recording, from the editing to the social media promotion. So we're adding a Patreon platform because we want to keep making the show you love and hopefully expand it even further. So please consider becoming one of our most complicated fans and contributing on Patreon. To learn more, go to patreon.com forward slash pop fiction women.